Hey, 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 hey. It's Friday. And we are live and alive. <laughs> it stinks every time you read it. This is Ari the Data Queen, joined by analyst Holt Matt Muscardi, Jesse the Money Whisperer, and Hazelnut Rollis. On today's weekly wrap-up, story of the week, goodliest of the week, assholiest of the week, exhausting of the week. I don't know. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what an enthusiastic I, I mean, Yeah, listen to that. What uh, is that? We, we ran out of coffee this morning, and I've been drinking instant oh. coffee today, and I, oh, it's, no, not, it's not no, doing no, it for no, me. No, it's no, not doing no, it. No, that's not going to do it. Who's for supposed me. to be staying on top of the inventory? I know. I don't know. Good question. <laughs> that's not helping, though, that question, uh, Jesse. Sounds like you need to assign it to someone. Yeah, maybe you should do fair play cards. Figure uh, out who's in charge of what. Ari is out, so I will attempt to fill in her... Small shoes? I'm guessing they're small shoes and try to be the host today for the Friday show. Are, she's not that small. Like I've already size. screwed up she's average well, size shoes. Compared to me. I, I, I've already screwed up because I didn't I didn't actually summarize the stories. I don't even know what we're talking about today, which is good. It'll be a surprise That's for me. That's good. It's all a surprise. Usually I the, read the, the script beforehand, be but I, I, I'm glad I didn't read the script. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> all right, let's Come do on, this do thing it. then. <laughs> Come on. Uh, story of the week with me, Hazelnut Rollis. I have four strange stories. As Jesse alluded to in pre-production, it's a strange news week. I don't know if it's a Super Bowl hangover, but there's just it's just a weird week in general. Am I wrong about this? Mm, it, I agree. It was up and downy. Up and downy. I don't. I don't. I don't That's know. That's descriptive it, like, of nothing. But well, go ahead. we sure. spent all week trying to get the technology to work so we could actually do a show this week because oh, our the, vendor just exploded. Stay tuned for our predictions. That's one. Actually, one of my predictions at the end of the show. All right. Ooh, I have, for, I have four. Um, oh my! My voice just. I think I just entered puberty. I have four very <laughs> nerdy, uh, ESG-centered stories this week. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know. Why cool. so many? Excited to hear that. I don't know. How cool. First of all, let's go, in no particular order. J.P. Morgan State Street quit climate group. BlackRock steps back. So, uh, BlackRock. I guess J.P. Morgan State Street are completely out. Well, BlackRock said it has transferred its membership to its international arm. Uh, I don't really know what that means. But th these Outdoor decisions. Thing. Together, remove nearly $14 trillion of total assets from efforts to coordinate Wall Street action on tackling climate change. Uh, and this is part of a coalition called Climate Action 100 Plus. So they are pulling out after uh, that, or that coalition asked everyone to take a stronger action. Uh, to take stronger action, and I guess they so so J.P. Morgan, State Street, BlackRock are basically all giving up. I don't know if it was a coordinated effort to give up. I don't know if this is because uh, they they can't handle uh, you know idiotic senators from Missouri yelling at them. I don't know what it is, but they've all given it up, giving up at once. But I, shouldn't we all give up on the idea that someone who their living is buying and selling stocks and taking a cut of the trades is not going to solve climate change for us. So, can sure. we just dispense mm. with that concept? But then again, but then who else can we look to yeah, to, to help? Like, 
Nobody. These are like oh. two of the largest shareholders. I mean, State Street and BlackRock. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they vote entirely with management for one year after the pandemic. Okay, they but, voted yeah. for a lot of climate change related I, things. And they've gone back to what I they always what you're do. Saying, but we can still press them to do a thing is I the whole know. point. You don't think I, it's worth it to demand better? No, I'm saying we've been pressing them for 25 years. And what has been the result? So New you're York, saying this isn't story of the week. Oh, how no. dare you. New York City <laughs> controller Brad Lander said that these enormous financial institutions are failing in their fiduciary duty and yes. putting yeah, trillions true. of dollars of their clients' assets at risk. He he's, said, he's right. He said climate risk is financial risk. Yeah, wow. It's wow. good math. See, he good math. Knows. Look, Brad, I, I know you listen to the show. Come on the show. Just to talk to us about it. That's a, yeah, it's a sad story. That's one. That's out of Reuters. The next story is out of where is this? Oh, the New York Times. The New York Times is getting involved in uh, our world and corporate governance. Here's the headline: Tesla's chair under oh. scrutiny for oversight of Elon Musk. First of all, I'm going to go back to one of my <laughs> my number one gripes in this world. Maybe part of the reason why. Uh, you're upset at Tesla's chair for not doing a thing is that you don't even name her in your headline. Like, like, don't <laughs> yes. stop. New York Times, everybody, <laughs> stop letting these people hide because that's what they do. They're upset that Robin Denholm, who's the chair of Tesla, is is not doing a thing, that she kind of is very quiet. She doesn't post on social media. But you're part of the problem. Call her out. Use her name. Mm -hmm. Talk about the board. Talk. Just talk about it. They only in the in the article they mention only in slight passing that Elon's brother is on the board. They just say like Denholm, who uh, you know, it all like, on Denholm's shoulders. They they're like talking about it like she works. The entire board got incredibly wealthy because of Elon Musk. They're all connected to Elon Musk. She was chosen as the chair. He was the chair and CEO. He was stripped of his chair role because of his um, Horrible tweet tweeting. about taking taking the uh, company public. Or his private, fraud, rather. his lying. Yeah. His fraudy tweet. And then after they stripped him of the chair role, they they could only fill that role with an independent director. Mm. And there, she, there were only She's two the options only on the board. Everybody else was compromised. So at that point, it was like... And now she's getting all the scrutiny. It's, it's a little stupid. Well, the, the funny thing, too, is that this article cites, first of all, she she happens to be a quiet woman from Australia. So I don't know how that happened. But they refer to her as the adult in the room. Why, why is she the adult in the room? Why do we think? Because she's a Cheryl woman? Sandberg is that the only was reason? the adult in the room, too. Yeah, it's just, it's mom. What they mean to say is that she's this, the group mom. Okay, but they're moms. This Does is she from, have influence? What's her influence? Well, it doesn't matter because as our influence shows, Elon Musk has 70% of influence. Yeah. And, and there are reports this week that he has just bought another like 8% yeah. of shares at Tesla. So his influence just keeps going up and up and up. Um, I want to repeat the words from Chancellor Kathleen McCormick of the Delaware, Delaware Court of Chancery uh, because she said in her ruling against Musk's ridiculous pay package that Ms. Denholm took a lackadaisical approach to her oversight obligations. Ooh. And then she questioned she questioned something very important, something that I rail against uh, for years, which is that calling these directors independent in the first place is bizarre. But especially Robin Denholm, uh, she questioned whether Ms. Denholm could be independent from Elon Musk because her job on Tesla's board has earned her more than $280 million mm, because yes. of her equity. 
So, yeah. so the wow. whole system a lot of dollars. is messed up to begin with. How was she independent? It's, it's, it defies uh, any logic. Finally, she says uh, that Musk operates as if free of board oversight. So again, I want to just a shout out to the judge, oh, Kathleen McCormick. I love it, her. How could that be? So that's the second story of the week that the New York Times is weighing in on corporate governance at Tesla. The third story of the week, Matt, you covered this. Uh, at a previous show, I don't, I'm not going to go too much into depth here, but BlackRock rolls out proxy voting choice for individual investors. This seems blah Im- blah blah. Yeah, this seems important, Matt. But uh, you made the case pretty well yesterday, I believe, that the the choice re- results in not in you getting to vote your shares the way you want to, but in another layer of bureaucracy where you get to yes. pick. Uh, uh, different versions of voting at BlackRock that all result in supporting uh, management to the tune of, you know, 98% of the time, right? That's basically... Yeah, we, we did, yeah, in the show, we did uh, what we call the Kimball Must test, which is would Kimball Must have been elected as a director on Tesla by any of the choices that BlackRock is now offering you? The brother and for 100%, of the CEO. 100%, 100%, of the choices that you have, you would have elected Kimball mm. Musk. So what kind Yikes. of choice is that? What are we really talking about here? Yeah, that's the third okay. story of the week. And finally, the fourth story is is one I, I had to cover because we, you know, we talk about the people at these companies. This is um, from one of the, the largest, it's a company we don't talk about a lot, First Energy out of Ohio, but they are um, S&P 500. They are a big, this is a big market cap company. Yeah. Was this the company that had like, the most diverse board, one of the no. most diverse boards in the country. No, no. it's a different Ohio company. That there are different me. utilities that, that remarkably have very diverse boards. This is not one of them. Uh, this. So the headline is, uh, um, what, what am I talking about? Oh, former First Energy CEO Chuck Jones and former Senior Vice President Michael Dowling were indicted on Monday in the long-running investigation into a $60 million bribery mm. sc- scheme in Ohio that has already resulted in a 20-year prison sentence for former State House Speaker. Uh, one article I was looking at said that Chuck Jones, the CEO, the former CEO, was so pumped about the Ohio's nuclear bailout bill passing in 2019 that he sent a photo... Fo- this is the CEO of First Energy. He sent a photoshopped image of faces on Mount Rushmore, including the state's top utility regulator, with a caption that read, House Bill 6, fuck anybody who ain't us. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so Enronny, <laughs> Right? So, oh so anyway, he's been indicted this week. Um, and I want to point out something that I found. So I did a little digging into some of their proxy statements. Um, and this is why the people are important. And this is why it's important to spend some time in these proxy statements. Uh, something that I guess BlackRock does not do because they, they love That's every director. Correct. They don't do that. But yeah. listen to this. In the final proxy statement before Jones was fired, um, in two, this is a 2021 proxy statement. There are four instances of nepotism attached to CEO Chuck Jones. <laughs> First Energy had hired his brother, James Jones, his son-in-law, John Kulik, his daughter, Carly Lang, and another son-in-law, Kyle Lang. Four members <laughs> of Chuck Jones's family. I mean, this is why you have to pay attention to this stuff. No, those people don't matter. Four. This is the F guy. F anybody who, got who ain't us. That's it doesn't uh, matter. 
It really does matter. It really does. Anyway, All right, those, here, those are my four nerdy stories. So those are the stories. It is uh, J.P. Morgan State Street quitting the Climate Action 100. It is uh, Tesla. Everyone discovering that Tesla's uh, board uh, has a chair and criticizing her. Um, BlackRock rolling out proxy voting choice, sort of fake choices. And uh, first energy executives indictments for their bribery scandal. Uh, Jesse, you got a vote to yeah, start. I tough guess one. Ari's not here. So yeah, you I have to start have because to go first. There's, nobody, there's nobody else. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with J.P. Morgan State Street quit climate. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah, I, I, this one's hard for me because I, I the the Tesla chair under surprised. scrutiny. I don't. I don't I, I don't like that that's even a... St- like, come on. Um, that should have well, been a Matt, story eventually, a years well, ago. It's good, that it's good to bring awareness, right? Like, there's some bit of awareness that they're bringing. I well, mean, it's I, a terrible headline, but... Well, I agree, Jesse. I, what, I, the, 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 what I really despise is that eventually they'll find a woman to blame at all of these, right? They'll like dig around and they'll find, they'll find a scapegoat that's not Elon Musk. It just happens to be a woman. Well, it's just like like Sheryl Sandberg used to get castigated for not yeah. controlling oh, Mark Zuckerberg. People hated her, and now and now it's like Robin Denholm's getting scrutinized for not controlling Elon Musk, and yet somehow the stories are not about how Elon Musk does whatever he wants. He's the richest man in the world. He's a giant man baby. Like, because that story's not interesting anymore. We all know that. So now we find, well, who was the adult in the room? Oh, it was the mom. It was the, the like, the chair mom. And and where were they? They weren't, it, it's it's like, you know, like a bully punches, you know, the, a kid in the playground and the bully was is like, well, my mom never taught me not to. It's her fault that I punched somebody. Yeah. And it's like, f- fine. And it I probably, it might be, but also yours. Like, I, also, you should get the punishment. I do agree with you, Jesse. That I think it's great that the New York Times is talking about it. But the the problem is that New York Times does not have our data because if they had our data, they would know that there's nothing that Robin Denholm can do about this. He, mm-hmm. uh, Elon Musk, simply should not be on that board. That is really the only way to control him. I guess is to remove him from the board and and maybe. And, and also to refresh the board with actual independence. But he shouldn't even be on that board in the first place because he will dominate it's a, it. It's a one share, one vote company. This headline should read, investors are culpable for everything Elon Musk does. They voted in every board member. They have all the power at a one share, one vote company. They could vote directors out. They could vote directors in. They could slate it using universal proxy cards in the last year. They, there's so many things that investors could do, but they don't care. Stuart Kirk is right. No one cares as long no, as you're No, Stuart Kirk's money. not right about anything. What, what's your vote? My vote here is actually um, the proxy voting choice. Oh. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go. I want to make quick, it a tie, so you have to choose something. Reason why? Why do you think? Why is that your number one? Why is that? Because look, of the week? this is going to. Um, it's it's individual investors. It's retail investors, and it's the largest fund in the world, the ETF uh, IVV. So the chances are, everybody listening to this either has or knows someone who has money. In the S and P 500 ETF run by BlackRock, it's the it's the most widely traded ETF in the world, and they're rolling this choice out to those investors. If nothing else, what it should do is signal to those investors: 
hey, we get like no real choices here. We've never really gotten choices here. And they should all go to freeflowanalytics.com and actually use the data that is on the website to make the choices. They, that's we, the we only, give them the data. That's, that's why. the part I agree with at the end there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to break the tie. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna vote for uh, J.P. Morgan State Street BlackRock quitting this climate group Ooh. because... Ooh. Because I'm just glad that it's easy to so for for so long we were conflicted because the right wing um, was attacking Larry Fink. Uh, they were attacking uh, State Street, J.P. Morgan for being too woke. I'm just glad that I have more reasons to hate uh, 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 BlackRock again. Oh, <laughs> well, um, you could have hated them for the voter choice. Well, too. I actually That's hate the them for I not um, buying our data. <laughs> there we and, go. And if you do, <laughs> and if you do buy our data. I will love you. <laughs> Let's do Goodliest of the Week. Damien, are you doing it? Or yeah, am I, I doing it? Uh, or I can do Jesse Goodliest quickly. Uh, Jesse, you do Goodliest of the Week. Okay. All right. Goodliest of the Week. Here we go. Delta paying $1.4 billion in profit-sharing payments to employees. Whoa. That actually sounds good. Did, wow. did Ari actually... Compile these stories. That actually sounds. Ari good. did compile these stories. She yeah, did before she, did. she went home sick again. All right, here are the details. On Wednesday, more than a hundred thousand Delta employees below mid-level management received a profit-sharing payment averaging fourteen thousand dollars, wow. or about ten percent wow. of their annual salary. Wait, is this like a is this like a Onion article? Like this is real? <laughs> yeah, it's real. The payout is up to one hundred and forty-six percent increase from the payout of 2022 but where's the buyback we need a buyback this is her yeah well, there, that's, a, this that's is, correct this is this what is, can happen is, when you don't buy back how dare I you guess. take care of your employees you should be taking care of shareholders wow delta yeah wow. where's my fourteen thousand dollar check um all right good find ari yeah let's definitely let's move on you're gonna love this one damien <laughs> France halts. Oh, that's it. Just stop with France. France. <laughs> that's his winner. France halts a hundred euro a month electric car leasing scheme after so huge demand. I'm so jealous. Jesse, think about it. And I look. It's sad that they had to stop the program. So but he obviously read this yeah, story. He knows, he knows what's France. happening. Well, yeah. I, I read all these stories. I said I I tag all these stories. I send these to Ari. But that's not the point. <laughs> Je Jesse. Yes. For a hundred euros a month, you could have you could lease an electric car. I mean, come on, yeah, that, how great is that? Like hundred euros. I also euros. read to piggyback on this. I also read that France decided to um, remove some of the like they put a threshold on uh, federal uh, incentives for people that make a lot of money, which is great for EVs specifically. Mm -hmm. So they're That's also doing that. Yeah. No, my my wife makes all yeah, of our money. Yeah, for you. So I but want, like. I want as many incentives on. as possible. You guys. That's the just, way this works. Just pay for the car. Uh, that story is pretty good, too. Uh, pretty was Ari good. in a good mood? Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. It is great. Ari has a cold. That's why she's not here today. Yeah. And um, and she came in and snorfled for a half an hour, <laughs> banged out these stories, and went home. My guess is when she has a fever, this is what we get. We actually oh, get decent non stories. a non-cynical version of Ari. Good. <laughs> it's hard to be cynical when you I wish you were I love down. these two stories. I just Yeah. What else, uh, Jesse? All right. Last one. Number of American workers hitting the picket lines more than doubled last year as unions 
flexed. I feel less good about that. I'm happy about it, but I, yeah. We know. It's Ari. We had to have some sort There's of no, union. Look, I There's would love this. Involved. I mean, there is EVs, I guess. I would love this, except that union membership. I could get some details. Union membership overall is down, which is disheartening. And of course, it's not, it's never a good situation when you have to hit a picket line. I mean, it's a scary thing for workers, so. But well, anyway. here's your summary. So you've got Delta paying out $1.4 in profit-sharing payments that weren't profit-sharing payments as a buyback to investors. It went to actual employees. France halts the 100 euro a month electric car leasing scheme, but only because there's so much demand for it that um, they had to halt it. There were more than 90,000 applications. And American workers hit picket lines more than twice as much as yeah. they did mm. last year. I'll say this too. Unlike West Hartford, Connecticut, there's a lot of places in France that plug in your stupid car. Mm. Mm. That's true. Uh, Damien, do you have a vote? Oh my, I mean, this is just a uh, easy home run for me. I mean, this Delta, I mean, Delta yeah. profit sharing. Are really? you kidding me? Delta? I mean, Delta. What, Yo, I mean, what are we talking about here? Delta, Delta. No, mine is France. I would have wow. gone France. Well, the France thing is different. Right this because, week, because they're halting, they're halting the I program. Know. Which I just let it, about. just oh, let it ride. Look, it just means they're going to, they're going to launch it again because they had so much demand. I mean, hopefully like, they're Teslas. Hopefully they're only Teslas because that's the only yeah. EV that matters. All right. Well, that's good least of the week. Delta paying out a lot of money. Let's go to something less fun. Assholiest of the week. All right. Oh, and no. uh, number one <laughs> assholiest of the week is people don't matter part 6,246. Oh, one of my favorite um, categories, yeah. It is It is the category that keeps on giving. Uh, this is the headline, Tesla and Elon Musk show why governance doesn't matter until it does. And what's interesting about this headline yeah. this is from the is Wall Street was, Journal. Is in the Wall Street Journal, the Murdoch paper, where there's a Murdoch on the board doing poor governance <laughs> at Tesla. Yeah, James so, Murdoch. That is ironic. So um, here's a line from it. Their disproportionate voting rights and influence also put them in a position to disregard the views and interests of other owners. That's talking about how these tech bro-y founder CEOs yep. are used. What, what I like about this line is it says influence. And you can actually get a number hey, for influence. Whoa, we, hey, there, it does exist. We have it. I, and um, I gotta say, and, and to be serious for a second, it is the one thing that excites me most about our company and our data is that we have the the, the only tool that I know of, the only data point that I know of that that quantifies the power of Elon Musk because. Because up until now, the only way you can really do it is anecdotally. I mean, of course, you can assume he's in charge because he's an a-hole. But we, we've quantified that, which I just think is exciting. That's the data point most people use. He's an a-hole, so he must be in charge. But I don't want to spend yeah. a lot of time on this headline. I don't want to like belabor. But what are they talking? What does that mean? Shows why uh, governance matters until it doesn't matter until it does. What? They're basically talking about how Musk has hurt the company and there's no governance. Um, there, no one cared about governance because they were getting tremendous shareholder oh, so returns. It's tongue, in, it's tongue in cheek. It's tongue, It's basically like every, it, it's the Stuart Kirk line. As long as you're making money, no one cares. And then as soon as you stop making money or it becomes a liability, then all of a sudden everyone talks about governance. Which is crazy which, to me because when did it become, when did the focus become on short term gains? I thought the whole like why we all worship well, Warren Buffett. It, 
But I thought the reason why we all worship Warren Buffett is that it's all about long, like the long-term no. health of your companies and your stocks. We, we like his folksy approach to buying, like uh, you know, taffy candies. But like, it's long-term. Like. He's into long-term investing. Yeah, but if he didn't have, make a lot of money in the short term and the long term, we right. wouldn't care about anyway, him so I'm, much. Um, and meanwhile, just as a sort of subheader to this, um, uh, this headline stuck out. Microsoft says Iran, North Korea, Russia, and China are beginning to use generative AI in offensive offensive cyber attacks. And in case we need we a reminder, um, we knew this was going to happen, but in case we need a reminder why governance should matter, not, not matter, like it should matter all the time, OpenAI lost its mind when two female board members actually followed the mandate of the company. Mm -hmm. And that mandate being do not destroy humanity. They fired the women, removed, they just in the last month removed language from their policies that allow for military use of their products. And they've made sure Sam Altman has a clear path to billionaire with zero oversight. Mm. That's happening as we're getting a report from Microsoft, the biggest investor in OpenAI, that... Iran, North Korea, Russia, and China are using generative AI in cyber attacks. I now. mean, of course, so, though. I mean, right? Of course. Yeah, I mean, of this course. Is, but another this reason is why, why I harp guardrails on, matter. This, this is, is why, why governance matters. Even before OpenAI became a thing, this is this is one of the issues that I harp on the most is like waiting for boards to to add this skill set instead of having like ten CEOs all used to be you know work at Domino's. Like, when are we going to focus? I mean, you know this is coming. I mean, the disruption in this space is eventually going to hit the fan. I mean, how could it not? How could this uh, not it, be the future of, of warfare, really? It, if, if you listen to the Proxy Countdown, which is our other show, which you should listen to, a lot of what's coming up is the skills of the board, how it mismatches this, the, the, the future trajectory of these companies. Um, so basically, our boards are always behind the future because we keep just saying yes to whoever management chooses and me management chooses whoever's going to say yes to them. That's the way the, the cycle works. But let's get to number two. Number two is People Don't Matter, part 6,247. Mm. Oh. Or one, one more. Okay. Here's the headline. Disneyland character performers announce plans to unionize. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So that's not Char the bad thing. Character performers. Yeah, I was going to say this doesn't sound. Yeah, that's the person that? who dresses up goofy as, as Mickey goofy Mouse head. and yeah, Cinderella yeah. or whatever. And they walk around the parks and they're mm -hmm. like, you know, come play with me. Really oh, creepily. A, I've never been to Disneyland, thank Thank the Lord. But how many of those are there? Are there a lot of those people? Probably a lot. There's a lot. Oh, okay. There's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, can I ask you a question about? Yeah. Are there multiple Mickey Mickey mice like the Santa Claus? Are there? Is there more than one in the parks? Yeah. So they cover yeah, more grounds. Oh, yeah, no, there's there's the parks are so Sounds large. Sounds like you kind of want to go. You that's can't wrong. go to all the there's multiple Mickey Mouse no. mice yeah, mouses. Like many parks. And yeah. they're they're all happening at the same time. I'm against and multiple Mickey mice. I'm there's against. actually limitations for how long you can be in the suits because most of the parks are in hot places. So you can't actually be in the suits for that long. You need to like get out and otherwise get out of Florida. Florida. Yeah, they probably had a fight for that limitation. Um well here's why I picked probably this story. True. Um because this is who's going to be discussing the unionization strategy with Bob Iger. Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, is battling in the middle of a proxy battle. Beautiful Bob. And, and now he's facing unionization uh, at his parks for the mm -hmm. character performers. And this is who he's got to turn to and ask on the board. <laughs> Mary Barra, 
who is uh-huh. the CEO of GM and a board member. She has 11% influence. She has nine separate controversies under her name around labor and collective bargaining since just 2020, mm-hmm. including yep. union busting in Mexico, the UAW strike, which just cleared up, um, uh, illegal firings in Brazil, a strike in Canada. Right. Mary Barra famously wouldn't even meet with uh, a, a union back in, what, 2019 before this. We have, like, she is basically the poster child for the UAW on how not to negotiate with a union, right? Mm-hmm. So she's going to be giving Bob Iger advice on how to deal with unionizing character performers. Safra Katz, she's the Oracle CEO. She's on the Disney board, 1% influence, but she has four controversies dealing with discrimination against women, people of color, and just for fun, she's ageist, apparently. Oh. Um, Mark Parker, ex-Nike CEO, he's a board member as well, 12% influence. Harassment, female discrimination, failure to pay overtime, sweatshops, just throw that in. They have a sweaty supply chain, don't they, over at Nike? And Maria Lagomasino and Carolyn Everson are both on the Coca-Cola board together. Oh. Uh, They have a combined 26% influence at Disney. There are failure to pay overtime wages and racial discrimination issues there. Where, Um, Coca-Cola? At Coca-Cola. These are all the companies that they're on boards of, not Disney, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm -hmm. telling you the problems at Disney. I'm telling you the problems that these board members have faced everywhere. A combined 50% of board influence, that's one half, have sat on boards with labor issues that are ongoing in just the last three years. And that's the people who are getting paid by investors to keep Bob Iger and well, management honest scary. in a conversation with a unionizing character performer. To our point that we made earlier, you really only need one like anti-union board member from a Fortune 500 company, right? Like th- this is where uh, share- shareholders get confused. Like especially with uh, issues like diversity. Yes, there's three women that you just mentioned, and Derek Rice is a black man from Target. But but when they all represent the same management interest, the same anti-labor interest, it's really the same person. You don't need five of them. Just take one of them. Yeah, we and we talked about this with um, the Starbucks proxy on the proxy countdown yesterday about how th- that's a board that all looks the same, even though they're all highly diverse and look different on paper. They're actually all from the same management style. So all the same age. They're all the same. Yeah, they're all the all, same And age. they're all CEOs of companies that basically sell addictions, like pizza, just, uh, sneakers, it, coffee. It just strikes me that we're, we see a headline like the character performers announce plans to unionize, and we think, uh, you know, uh, we might think about Bob Iger. But you don't think about... He's I literally surrounded him, himself with people who's spent multiple board meetings talking about unionization and labor issues, all of which have been resolved fairly badly. Matt, right? like, so that's your advice set. I know how we could solve this. We could restore the magic. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Nelson Peltz. And finally, the people do matter mm-hmm. if... All you little people would just pay a little bit. This is your third option. Because I saw this headline, would you pay to fight climate change? 69% of the world's population would be willing to contribute 1% of their personal income to curb global warming study claims. Okay. That seems good, right? I guess. The researchers sur- surveyed 130,000 people from 125 countries. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of countries. And 
the worst results were from countries with the most money, obviously, the U.S., the U.K., <laughs> right. Canada, right. France, Australia. Where they, their they 1% all, is basically meaningless, yeah. Yeah, uh, they all were the ones who rejected the idea of getting losing really? 1% of their valuable huh. money. Um, okay. They, they hovered around Impressing. 50% of people agreeing. But overall— Who would disagree with this? Regular people were willing to add one, take 1% out of their income. 1%. 1%. And put it towards climate change. But let's do some populist math. Yeah. Because if we assume we could levy a 1% climate fund mm -hmm. and we use the net income per capita by country times the current labor population in those countries. So let's figure out how much money we could get if everybody who worked, who's working, yeah. got average wage and uh, paid 1%. We came up with $2.8 trillion, which okay. is literally exactly the number that scientists say we need to invest mm. starting effectively two years ago, now-ish, every single year in Oof. order to curb climate change by 2050, right? Okay. So okay. that would be the perfect number. But meanwhile, yeah. when you do the math, there are 3,100 billionaires in the world, 3,100. So... The mm -hmm. 2.8 trillion comes from like Regular the labor Joes force of tri uh, like trillions of people, right? Mm -hmm. There are 3,100 billionaires. If we were to force every one of them to not be allowed to have, say, more than twenty billion dollars, even that seems like billion dollars, twenty yeah. billion, 20 that you couldn't billion. have more than twenty billion. Okay, mm -hmm. they would donate everything but twenty billion to a climate fund. Mm -hmm. It would only take 94 billionaires to pay. Uh, there are only 94 billionaires with more than 20 billion in net worth, and it will only take 65 of them to pay for the whole fucking thing by themselves. 65 that's, people. That's their money. Could pay for the entire <laughs> like we we would levy a one percent tax never get rid on of. like garbage men and librarians to pay for climate change. Are you equating mm. garbage men with li librarians? What are you doing there? No, I'm saying that these are the people who like struggle to make money on a yeah. regular basis. When inflation goes up a nanometer, they can't buy food anymore, and yet it would take sixty five people. To solve the entire crisis, if we let them just have twenty billion dollars well, each instead of hundreds never, of billions, but what about settle. this? What about this fake billionaire pledge that goes around that, but they pretend like they're going to give their money away? Yeah, so why don't they just yeah, start now? Yeah, they're going to give it away to like equine fecal cancer and like uh, whatever their like uh, you know thing. Well, that's is. an like, important issue. To, so how, how <laughs> we have dare to you. beg them for money. So here are your three options. The real <sighs> options here are exhausted, governance. Matt. Governance doesn't matter until it does. Um, and we're saying people do. Uh, Disneyland character performers announced plans to unionize, and the people who are going to oversee that are a horrible bunch for that. And um, <laughs> climate change, fighting climate change, would take 1% of everyone's income or $20 billion cap for 65 people. 65 people. Jesse, 65. Jesse, you have to go first. I am so And I'm lost. not even a socialist. I'm a capitalist. This is insane. Sounds very socialist. This is, but this is in twenty. But I, I yeah, like. I was crazy. doing the math, and I was like, cap it at a billion. I was like, oh man, even I feel like you should. You maybe you should have more than a billion. And oh, I God. went up to like five, ten. I was like, let's make it ridiculous. Twenty billion means your kids, 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 kids would never have to work. They still would have plenty of money. But why is that? And, that's <laughs> why is that an ideal that your okay, kids, kids, I gotta kids vote. don't work? Yeah, you vote, Jesse. I gotta vote. I'm voting for. 
the Disney headline, but yeah. Matt's analysis of it, not yeah. the headline. Uh, okay. I don't know what that means, but okay, fine. <laughs> well, the Disney board sucking at facing Disney board unions. sucking. They're gonna the they're gonna make it week. terrible. Yeah. Look, it's, it's a good go well. it's a good vote. Um, I don't want to talk about Tesla. I, I mean, I gotta go with the. I, I mean, I'm not. A, I'm a. I'm a democratic socialist. I guess I'd call myself. <laughs> I'm not a pure socialist. Um, so I gotta go with the third story. You know, it, it's it's funny. There was another poll uh, released this week that I tagged that said uh, in America. Oh, six, I think it's like 16% of Americans don't believe in climate change. And I was like feeling good about that, that that seemed low to yeah, me. Yeah, that's really low now. <laughs> yeah, that's really low. Um, uh, but yeah, this, I mean, 65 people, I got to vote for that. I mean, I, I the, the, the things that these, these, I mean, they're men really, right? Unless they're, unless they're daughters unless they're, of tycoons. Um, unless they're Mackenzie Bezos. Yeah, or um, ex-wives. Ex-wives. You're talking about or men. their family. Yeah, it's men. Who, and they're, and a lot Oof. of these men are rich because, um, there are no guardrails on, on the, on what they're doing. And like, you know, the Zuckerbergs of the world, there are, so they just, they grow at these ridiculous speeds, which is why they're so rich. I mean, a but lot it, of them are the biggest contributors to to these problems that we're referring to. I know yes. it's it's maddening. I, I so I'll vote for that and let you break the tie. Uh, I'm gonna go with Disney, um, and I, because the 65 number drives me nuts, but the the Disney one is such mm. a it's such an obvious sort of case of no one cares. I, you read that headline and you think. Uh, do you don't think of Mary Barra, Safra Katz, and Mark Parker? You don't think of those people. You think of Disney in this abstract way. And really, to me, those are the people who are going to be sitting down and being like, what do we do about the unionizing character performers? And they'll say things like, oh, when we had the UAW strike, mm -hmm. here was the hardline tactic we mm -hmm. took, right? Like, well and this is what you end up in places where it, 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 you, you, because of the people around that table, yes, it's not the decision this that is, you should be making. Referring back to what Jesse said about the New York Times article about Robin Denholm, this is why that reporting is so important. That if it was a, although of course they didn't even name her in the headline. Yeah, it's so but, important they forgot her name. But but if these stories were covered regularly, if we regularly referred to the people that actually make decisions at these companies, maybe people at least would have the knowledge to to weigh in on these conversations. Right now, there's such a barrier. Uh, between the two worlds, other than us, I don't know who hammers at this more, but but I th I think we should be breaking down these barriers. We should be talking about these things more regularly. But anyway, someone uh, inside BlackRock's voter choice should uh, have yeah. all this information. Well, that's too on. exhausting, is because now I'm exhausted. I'm already exhausted. This is how it happens every single week. We should do exhausting <laughs> as first. No, yours. I'll just no. pick a new segment. Uh, Matt, yours yours is the category that kills us. You always you have the greatest assholes and always ruins Jesse. <laughs> it's yeah, not that true. hard. Every story you choose is basically some asshole behind it. It's not it. my fault. Yeah, go ahead, Jesse. All right. Our last conversation is actually a very good segue because the first thing I chose was I don't know if this is exactly what I was trying to pinpoint in exhausting us, but I have the unforeseen outcomes of strikes. Oh, I hate this and story. I hate this. And story. it's this headline: Ford CEO, whose name is Farley, which is first Farley. name Jimmy. Jim Farley. Jimmy Jim Farley. 
Jim Farley says he will think carefully about where to build future factories after last year's auto worker strike. Quote, our relationship has changed. I mean, this is just this is just horrible. So yeah. it's just like really Farley, this is your takeaway. Like not that your employees deserve living wages, not that you know they deserved to yep. go up against push back a little bit so basically farley said that he's always take he's always taken pride in his relationship with uaw because they've avoided strikes uh -huh. since the 70s so of course now when they push back our relationship has changed so this is what he said yeah. he said that yeah, their reliance on the uaw turned out Turned out to be that they were the first plant that was shut down. So directly correlated. And how about this, Jim? For every one of your your advertising scheme at Ford is is this bullshit. Like you just weigh deeply into this patriotic nationalist nonsense about your Ford trucks. I mean, this is just such hypocrisy that you would threaten to displace American workers. That you'd be upset about their gains. I mean, it's really just it's isn't that just what nuts. Bobby Newport That's a great did in, point, in Parks Daniel. and Rec? Um, Bobby Newport. Uh, um, actually, what strikes me is um, Jim Farley. You know you're a fake CEO, right? Like your company is owned by the Fords. I mean, like it's, it's true. It, it's a dual class company, which Ford means family. if the it, are either either Farley is speaking for the Fords. Well, of course, of course. Or I mean, Farley is speaking as a CEO, and the Fords are going to have to tell him shut up. Like mm -hmm. I mean, the Ford family. Basically, which one do we think it is? Didn't the Ford family mm. basically invent like hating your worker? I think they did. Yeah, yeah. I just can't. So that yeah. was part of that I, was part of the just, patent. It's just tiring that that's the outcome. So oh, it's, it's like okay, it's the worst. We're all excited about jazzed up about strikes, but yeah. there's also going to be some backlash that comes down. Maybe in the form of not using these factories and I, outsourcing. I just and Jesse, I actually. Yeah, yeah, I can say, Jesse, this should be an issue that the left and the right should unite on. Both. Abso yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. One thing we should unite on is supporting the American worker and not out offshoring any of our factories. I mean, this is just something that we could, we should be all agreeing on. That well, we I don't do is, is mind-blowing. I, I, I almost, one of the, like, the early pre-production stories I had pulled was um, there's a strike happening at um, Molson Coors. Yeah. And, in Canada? Um, uh, I'm not sure if it was in Canada. No, I think it was in the U.S. Okay. And um, I, I made notes that, like, is this, if the conservatives in this country don't boycott cores because of this, because striking seems really woke, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I guess, you go on but strike, it shouldn't be woke. Again, it should be a, a, an issue on the left and right should be agreeing on. Ameri well, I'm just the saying, American like, worker being in the middle class should be something we all celebrate. Yeah. If, if, if they strike and conservatives don't boycott it because striking is woke, looking for more employee benefits, then it really was just about trans people and well, gays, right? Like that. that's, we, yeah, we, we knew that, that but it, th yeah. that makes it obvious but this is this is the the second order effects of winning this is what happens right what else you got jesse yeah all right uh i haven't talked about florida in a while so oh. i figured oh. i'd bring them back do, do we you don't have to read anymore just say this, florida well mm -hmm. it is florida but i've got a good headline yeah Cultivated meat could help decarbonize food. Florida Duh. wants to ban it. Why? Why do they ban it? I have to. I just have <laughs> to on, read. Yeah, I just have to read a quote from. That's a good headline. <laughs> that's good. Okay, but this is even better. Here's a quote from Meatball Ron himself. 
The legislature is doing a bill. They're doing They're it. trying to protect our meat. <laughs> and we're going to... Ha- they're trying to protect our meat and we're going to have meat in Florida. We're not going to do the fake meat. That doesn't work. <laughs> we're like, gonna... what is this quote? Is this an eight-year-old? <laughs> this guy's gonna, he's Ivy League educated. He's we're going to have educated. meat in Florida. We're going to have meat. We're going to have, we don't, we're not going to do that fake meat. We're doing That's not going to work for us. So, I love this. Yeah, anyways. Uh, this doesn't exhaust me. This I, I'm just like, really? You're threatened threatened by cultivated meat that hasn't yeah. even been proved to be scalable, Why Ron? Why is it really? so important to, to slaughter like animals that live in captivity? Why it is, is that so meat. important? Yeah, it's meat that's taken from live cells and just reproduced. It's like actual I, meat. It's not even fake. It's not even fake. What's wrong it's with real people. meat. So someone, I would someone one of our listeners, can you call me tonight and tell me what's wrong with people? I don't understand what's wrong. I don't understand what's going on. It's so crazy. I'm not sure I would eat cultivated meat anyway. I would. Right? Like I don't over, eat over slaughtered meat. cow. Of course you would. I don't I don't really eat So meat would you become a vegetarian? Like, no, but um oh. I would just eat regular meat, you, much less of it, right? But you eat responsible meat to begin. This is this is a, a big win if you're like getting factory farmed yeah. meat I, I where get the it. animals are I'm treated not opposed terribly. to it. I just I think it's I think it's funny on its <laughs> face because like there Everything are what, he says four funny people on its face. in yeah, yeah, Florida yeah. who even have yeah. Cultivated meat, maybe like there's there is no cultivated. Prob- prob- They're banning the idea. There's probably not yet a restaurant. There's like four restaurants in the nation so far. I mean, that that he, I, he could well, only be, probably only because say the, the process of cultivating meat. Like that's just yeah. a joke. But, but only because they subsidize these slaughterhouses and, and factories so much that that that's the sure. only reason why we don't see cultivated meat. I, I want Bob expensive. Iger to announce they're only serving cultivated, cultivated meat, meat at, at Disney, Disney from now on as a <laughs> troll. Cool. That would be great. What else? Um, all right. So last is we kind of talked about this, but Uber announces its first share buyback program oh, with an authorization no. for up to seven billion dollars worth. But yeah. what's exhausting to me is that while you see this headline in the news, you're also reading headlines like Uber and Lyft drivers are staging a nationwide protest on Valentine's Day. Of course, Day. I saw that. And you have headlines like this, which really got me going. Uber smooth operator Dara. Cost whatever <laughs> yeah, has done whatever. something yeah. Travis Kalanick never could do turn a profit. Yeah. So now, <laughs> now we're giving Dara all the credit when really he's just stealing money from the contractors that make the business run. Absolutely, you're absolutely so right. So I, I just hate that everybody. I mean, everybody's rejoicing. The shareholders, everybody is happy about this because they're going to make some money, and Dara himself is probably going to make a ton of money. But already has there. There are these other things going on and it's yeah. just frustrating. So Uber IPO'd in 2019 and 2023 is the first year they made a profit. Mm-hmm. And that's not including like the years they were private building up to this. So first of all, congratulations, investors, for celebrating the fact that you invested in a company that couldn't make money for four years while you waited for them to make money, or how about, or how about just celebrating a company that 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 puts all this money, consumer money, into uh, car usage and not building up public transportation? Mm. Uh, well, I'm I, I, like I'm not going to criticize Uber for doing what I Uber am. does. Believe I'm me, I'm going to criticize am. investors for picking a company and investing in it when it doesn't make a profit. It, it its board has one of our 
legendary favorite directors on it, Ron Sugar, is on the board of Uber. Um, he's one of the most powerful directors in the world. This is like one of the most compromised boards. They all know each other. They're all a highly professional board. Congratulations. They, they turned a profit. But to your point, they turned it while the drivers are protesting because they don't get paid because it's the i mean there are reports about like you know harassment in in ubers all the time like this is they don't want to treat them as full employees i mean it really it's they're going to spend seven billion dollars on buybacks or authorized to they 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 didn't they haven't done it but seven billion dollars and the share is the highest it's ever been because of announcing it's really like nobody has a thought in their head anymore if you remember for next week matt do your do a board analysis of uber and and let us know like are are the directors there do they also come from companies that that do this kind of thing yes right? yeah that's a good point yeah all right Ready all to right vote? so we've got three here it's um ford ceo saying the relationship has changed the second order effects of uh, the strike um cultivated meat getting banned in florida which is just funny and uber's buyback slash these are all uh, good driver Jesse. protests. These are classic Jesse. It's classic Jesse. <laughs> um, I mean, I could go for like any of these and feel good. One on mushrooms and one <laughs> on like uh, you know the pay gap or pregnant women. Yep. It would be uh, all Jesse all day. Um, uh, I'm torn between uh, share buybacks in the face of uh, of a, like a, a brutalized labor force over there at Uber. Um, I mean, they've been at war against their so-called non-employees forever. So I'm, and then the Ford one, of course, like that's always the one that gets me. Yeah, oh, the Ford one I find hard. Um, <sighs> I, I'm gonna vote. I'll vote first. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna vote for Uber, um, and I'm gonna vote for Uber because. Uh, I bet, to Damien's point, when we look at the data, these are directors that love share buybacks. They authorize them all the time, and they probably suck at labor. Um, I, I don't know, say, yeah. but I think that the data it, 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 the data is there, right? So I just need to look at it. But the fact is that the the minute you turn a profit, the first thing you do is give. You don't like give any sort of credence to the fact that the drivers were part of that. You still don't want them to be employees. Who you refuse to call employees. You, mm-hmm. you're, you, the, Uber was one of a consortium that spent more than $100 million in California to lobby against a bill to you make drivers literally employees. literally your company. You, ha- you like, have no company without them. Right, right. Yeah, you're a shitty app if you don't, if you don't have anybody driving uh, shit around, right? Mm-hmm. So... But the first thing they do is take seven billion dollars and hand oh, it to shareholders. That's, it's just uh, just to make it interesting for you, Jesse, because um, I do agree with Matt. But I also uh, the Ford CEO coming out and now threatening mm. to to displace workers to uh, just playing this game, which is I, I guess a, another it's another future threat to to other industries and other workers who are thinking about picketing because it is a scary thing. I mean. We celebrate it all the time, but going on strike, I mean, there, there can't be a more like frightening thing for most workers. I mean, they don't have a lot of them don't have like nest eggs uh, uh, to to survive. Yeah. If if but anyway, I'll vote for that one at Ford, and I'll let you break the tie, Jesse. Hmm. Although I know what you're gonna pick. Do you? Yeah, you're gonna pick Uber. No, no she wants to I want to pick Ford. I like Florida. I want to pick Ford. Oh, no. I will. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're all wrong. All right, wrap up the week. Before we move on, the... 
let the music play first. You gotta enjoy the march. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna wrap up the week. We've talked long enough. I don't know why we talk so much today without Aria. Let's just get right to the winners. Let's do I'll it. go first. Yeah, go, go ahead, Jesse. I've got a pretty weird winner. I'm Good. choosing the rain because the rain, yeah. the rain is rusting Cybertruck. Oh, I love this. <laughs> that is the best winner so ever. So rain one, Cybertruck zero. That is a solid winner. <laughs> I mean, I thought car companies figured out how to how to prevent rust in like 1977. <laughs> that feels oh. basic. Yeah. That feels very, 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 Good, good work, very Elon. Elementary. Like, I, wa- I actually watched a lot of reviews of the Cybertruck and they were like uh, this is weird like every single one of them thinks the same Hello. thing so I, I love all of it um, I'm going to choose Cultivated Meat as the winner <laughs> Why? mostly because is there a better marketing campaign than Florida's banning us now like I was going to say for the rest of the it's like yeah, for the rest of the country it's a good it. thing yeah I, absolutely thing. Matt that's a great they point they won my winner, uh, I don't know, and you had to listen to this other sh- the other show we did this week, Woke Data Wednesday. But my winner, t- I, I went into great depth about the owners of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but I'm gonna, in summation, I'm gonna say that my winner is the creepy, bigamist, oil pimp, silver owning failure, white supremacist Josh Hawley. Ted Cruz donating Nepo baby Hunt family. That's the family that owns the Kansas City Chiefs. One of the really the most dis- despicable American families that I've seen in a long time. They they are the lot. winners of the week for their because te- their team they won a stupid game and they got to hold up a stupid trophy. So they're the my winners of the week. Um, I don't like that winner. Uh, what, do you have <laughs> predictions? No, my, obviously, I'll, I'll, I have a prediction. And this is very, only Matt's going to care about this prediction. I predict that we stop using this service called Riverside because, yes. because it's about, even it's about damn time. Even as today's show demonstrates, I hope the audience doesn't hear this, but there is just enough of a delay between me and Jesse and Matt that it's just making it difficult to hold a conversation. And River, so every show, um, I got to applaud you, Riverside, for well, you throwing have to choose some, a free. It has to be a free platform. That you Why does that to be to? free? Because I said so. Because the, Jesse the Money Whisperer. <laughs> oh, okay. But I'm gonna, I still predict that we stop using Riverside because I can hear Matt is getting more and more pissed off about it every week. That's yeah, my Every opinion. single show, which means my final winner of the week is, um, or my prediction is Uber announces a loss in 2024 and attributes the entire loss to buybacks. They gave more money than they earned in 2024 to investors in order to keep them happy. That's my prediction. Yeah, and subway riders are still going to be confused why their subway systems suck while all their (laughs) friends take Uber and Lyft everywhere. That's all we got. That's our show. That's Jesse the Money Whisperer and Damian Hazelnut Rollis. I'm your analyst, Matt Muscardi. Ari is snotting somewhere. Um, Probably on uh, baby, Baby Miles. We'll be back next week with more stuff. Until then, goodbye.